Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Look, y'all know we harp on it a lot. You need a good pair of binos. Yeah, I never hunted with binos until I was almost into my 20s. I never did it when I was a teenager or anything like that. Or when I was a kid, we never had binos. And when I bought my first pair of Vortex binos, the first binos I ever purchased back in like 2015, it immediately made a huge difference for me, especially in the turkey woods. So give yourself the advantage of a good pair of binos this spring, whether you're looking for more of like an entry-level bino like the Vortex Diamondbacks or something really, really nice like the Razors. Vortex is going to have something for you. And hey, don't pay full price for it. Use our discount code at eurooptic.com. Use the code SGN10 to get a discount on any Vortex optics that you want to order. Again, that's eurooptic.com, code SGN10 to go get a discount on any Vortex product you order. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the EcoWild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. All right, guys, and first on the line, I have Steven Sanders, and he's going to be reporting from Kentucky. Steven, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, guys? Doing excellent, brother, and I appreciate you coming on this evening, but let's jump right into this interview. So I know you, first of all, give us a little background of where you're from, uh, and then also what region of Kentucky you're hunting in as of now. Originally from Columbus, Mississippi, and I'm hunting in the eastern part of Kentucky. They call it the Tri-State Area. Okay, perfect, man. And, you know, with that being said, how long have y'all been up there hunting so far, and how's y'all season been? 
Uh, we got up here uh, two days ago. My father and I, we try to take a, uh, an annual trip. Uh, of course, he's my best friend, taught me how to turkey hunt, and we try to, he's 70 years old, and we we try to plan a trip every year, and uh, uh season's been going great so far. Awesome, man. And, you know, since your season's been going so good so far, you know, what's some activity you've been seeing lately with some of the birds that you've been hunting? I mean, are they, are they being vocal right now? Are they kind of tight-lipped? Are they, you know, flocked up? What's kind of going on in your neck of the woods? Well, we've noticed that the birds have been very vocal. They, uh, they, they really wear it out on the limb, and they'll gobble up until 9, say 10 o'clock in the mornings. Uh, looks like the hens are starting to uh, nest now, which is, you know, very great for a turkey hunter and these gobblers you know they're by themselves they're looking for hens and you know that's kind of the way it was this morning all right well perfect and you know has the weather at all been affecting the birds in a positive or negative way so far since you've been up there well actually uh a friend of mine that i met um several months ago his name is cody cornwell and he invited us up to come hunting up here with him and the first two weeks was very cold, a lot of wind, and, you know, today it got up to 85. It's been uh, bluebird days for the past two days, high pressure, and uh, right now the weather is cooperating with us very uh, much. All right, well, perfect. Well, to kind of finish off this report, you know, what's a tip you'd leave for the listeners that's something maybe you've done year in and year out that's really helps you become successful that they can implement during their season? Well, you know, uh, a tip that I could pass on to others is is, uh, is patience. Uh, sometimes you think when you don't hear a turkey that the turkey's either left the area or you might need to get up and want to move. But, man, just hang tight. If, you, if you've got confidence, you know that there are turkeys in the area. Uh, that really paid off for us this morning. And at 930, uh, my father, Steve, uh, smashed one about 30 yards from us. That's awesome, man. Well, that's awesome. I hope you all have a great rest of your season while you're up there in Kentucky, man. And I appreciate you coming on, making a little time for us. And I hope you have a great evening. Thank you, sir. Hey, thank you very much. All right, guys. And next on the line, I have Royce Zimbauer from Pennsylvania. How you doing, Royce? I'm doing good. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on again tonight for this uh, this episode of the Strut Report. And also, you know, being helpful and uh, giving us a hand in uh, giving us a report from Pennsylvania. But before we jump into this report... Uh, why don't you give us a little bit about, you know, what region of the state you live in and also what region of the state you actually hunt in as well? Uh, I'm from uh, South Central. It's Bedford, Pennsylvania, and that's where I hunt at. It's in between, actually, Pittsburgh and Harrisburg, right in the center. Okay, perfect, man. Well, with all that being said, you know, I know y'all season just opened up like we spoke earlier. It's only been for just a little while now, but how has your season been so far uh, since opening day? Uh, very tough. And uh, the birds are really hemmed up, and it's just between the weather and everything. It's just, it's been a tough go. Yeah. So, like talking about like hemmed up, you know, what's some of the activity you've been hearing and seeing lately, and kind of give us a little more detail about that situation you've been uh, hunting in so far. Um, it's just I don't know. This year with the, with the spring being so slow with the cold temps, it just seems like it's taking the hens longer to, to go to nest and. There, like I said, the patience deal is coming into effect right now with the, with so many birds being together. I mean, yes, they're, they're, they're gobbling really good on the tree, but as soon as they come off with their girlfriends, it's done. 
So, I mean, definitely sounds like they're still, I'm guessing, hinned up, maybe still flocked up at this point of the season? Yeah, they're slightly flocked up. They're, there's more together than normal this, at this point in time, yes. Okay, perfect. Well, all right, and, you know, you touched on the weather a little bit, but how has the weather, if at all, affected the birds in either a positive or a negative way so far this season? I think it's really hurt. It's really negative. It's really hurt us right now because the, the, we had – the first couple of days, I mean, it was down in the low twenties, mid twenties in the morning, and you just—they just didn't get fired up like they normally do. So the weather's definitely been affecting the birds a little bit. But you know, kind of wrap up this report. What is a tip that you'd leave for the listeners? That's something maybe you've done, you know, year in year that's really helped you become successful. That we can implement ourselves to maybe help us out this season or for next season. Everything I can say is what helped me the most is patient deal patient and practicing my calls day in day out for for a long period of times before season even as far as going and sitting in the woods leaning against a tree throw my phone out there on a stump five ten yards from me hit record call to it and play it back to me to see what it actually sounds like away from me to give me the idea of if I got to change something to try and prove my ability on calling. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because, you know, the more lifelike you can sound, the better off I think you're going to be because you're trying to paint that image to be as realistic as possible because, I mean, you're trying to act like a real hen calling in a gobbler, which is kind of right. opposite of how, the, right. you know, that's supposed to happen because, you know, the gobblers are actually supposed to call to the hens and the hens come to them. So, I mean, you yep. got yep. to sound pretty good, especially if you're hunting pressured birds, but... That's the thing, and, and like this, right now, for what we're dealing with today, with the way they're hand up, I mean, you got to sound your best to my the way I look at it. Now, if you do get that hot bird that would run over anything, then you, you, I mean, you do get lucky every now and then. But same way, what you said with pressured birds, it does get to be difficult. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, that's huge, though. Uh, I mean. Definitely, you can go from a very unpressured piece of ground, you know, you can sound like a weak, uh, squeaky, uh, you know, some squeaky brakes or something, and uh, be able to like, call some birds in. But then, you know, you hunt, you know, higher pressured, either small private ground or, you know, high pressured public ground. Public land. Exactly. Yep. And then, you, you know, you better be on your game. And, I mean, you better pull out all the stops to try to make it happen because uh, I've definitely right. had that happen to me. And, you know, a lot of our other listeners can relate with that for sure. But another tip, like I've learned this year, well, I've been learning in the past, but like you get into this situation now, I mean, one thing I don't do is ambush birds. I don't, I'd rather, I want to call them in, I want to see them do their stuff, I want to pull the trigger that way. But at this point in time of the year, the way the birds are acting, as close as possible is the best thing for you right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, trying to roost them at night or whatever to where you can get with 50, 60, 70 yards get them drop down to get them to come that 15 20 yards for your shot is another good thing i've learned no yeah hands down i mean that's definitely you know huge but uh once again royce i appreciate you coming on man and making a little time for us today and uh we'll definitely stay in touch and see how the rest of your season goes and i wish you the best of luck yep hopefully i tag out soon all right guys and next on the line i have dustin noble from nebraska hey dustin how you doing today 
Good, man. How are you doing? Doing excellent. I appreciate you coming on today and representing soon to be my possibly my favorite state in the country <laughs> after we talked earlier. But uh, sure, th- sure. To, to get back to this report, you know, what's what region of the state of Nebraska do you actually live in and also what region do you hunt in? Well, I, I live in west central Nebraska, uh, right along the Platte River system. Uh, but, but as far as hunting, I mean, honestly, I have, you know, I grew up in southwest Nebraska. I went to college uh, up in Pine Ridge in northwest Nebraska, and I have family all over the eastern uh, part of the state, too. So really, you know, I, I kind of hunt all aspects in, in all different regions of Nebraska. Well, that's perfect. That means you're going to have a very well-rounded idea of what's going on in that state, and that's exactly what we're looking for. Sure. But to kind of jump into the next question, you know, how kind of give us a little season recap of how your season's been so far this year. Uh, it, it's been really good. I mean, uh, one thing that that uh, that everyone that's hunted turkeys here already knows is uh, our bird numbers are through the roof. I mean, we're arguably one of the best states in the country to hunt turkeys. Uh, our birds are very aggressive. You know, they're they're very visible. Uh, you know, it's it's a, just a totally different hunt than what you'd find in the eastern part of the country. Uh, but you know, the this so. The birds have been good. You know, we, we've had a little bit of a delay on our on our birds breaking up just because we've had some crazy weather. Uh, you know, opening day of the season, which was the 15th of April, we had a blizzard that come through where it's literally 60-mile-an-hour winds and 8 or 10 inches of snow across much of western Nebraska. I mean, it was, I mean, almost dangerous to be out that, that entire weekend. And that really bunched the birds back up. They were just starting to get kind of broke up. I mean, you know, just a couple of days before that blizzard hit, it was 83 degrees here. <laughs> so uh, the Nebraska weather, you know, it, it's just so fluctuated to where it just, you know, from, from winter to summer, you just never know what, what season you're in almost some days. But uh, but but really, the, the, the hunting's been good. All the hunters I've talked to have had good success. But, you know, like I said, with the bird numbers the way they are, uh, it's really hard not to have success here. Oh, yeah, and that's one reason I'm extremely excited about Nebraska, uh, especially in possibly this next year, next coming years, uh, not just for turkeys, but, uh, you know, all y'all's big game species that y'all have to offer. Yeah. But to kind of get back on topic for this short report, uh, you know, you kind of talked about weather a little bit. You know, definitely, you know, starting out the season, it was definitely brutal. I mean, coming from Alabama, I cannot relate with you at all about having a blizzard during opening day of turkey season. But uh, I'm sure that could be a huge factor in, uh, you know, kind of making those birds bunch back up and probably make it a little more difficult uh, for you. But, you know, what's some activity you've been seeing relatively lately in this last week or two of, you know, how the birds been acting so far? Well, it's gotten better. You know, the the cold has pretty well moved out. But, you know, honestly, the past about three or four years, our, our seasons have changed so much. It's almost like our winter is has extended into spring, and you know, in the in our November December time frame when our winter is you know usually supposed to start, it's been relatively mild, and, and it's it's I don't know if it's just a weather pattern we're in or what it is, but but you know typically you know our birds come shotgun season, which is mid April, you know there's still big bunches of birds that are. Uh, you know, kind of getting done with the winter roost, and they're starting to break up, even though they are still in fairly decent-sized groups. And, and that's always one of the challenges here is we have so many birds that if you're just to go sit down and call, you know, with a hen decoy, you know, our birds are really henned up, and, and, and they still are fairly henned up, you know. So 
it's uh, it, it's just a challenge depending on weather, depending on you know the bird numbers that you have. Um, you know that that we just have so many. You know, you'll have five or six toms in a flock, and you're just not gonna you're not gonna call a bird away from a bunch of hens when you know he, he's he's in a group of twenty or thirty birds. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean. It's kind of hard to tempt those birds. Like like you said, I mean, it makes it almost impossible to kind of tempt on those birds to come out unless it's maybe a Jake. Because, you know, Jake's yeah, like, all right, I'm going right. to I'm gonna go do my own thing and try to, you know, go over here with yep. this hen. So yeah, that's pretty much what you'll run into with that situation. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, also, you know, how's the weather been this last couple of weeks? I mean, I guess it has it warmed up and been a little more stable lately? Or what's the situation yeah. with that? Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's definitely warmed up. I mean, we're in that, um, you know, 50, 60 degree range. Um give or take but we, we have had quite a bit of wind you know and our birds are used to wind you know all throughout nebraska and that typically doesn't affect the birds so much but you know as you know if you want to try to go call a bird or even try to listen for a gobble uh when the wind's blowing 30 plus mile an hour that that obviously creates some challenges you know there may be birds within earshot that you don't know are there because of the the open terrain that we have here in this state you know, I, I've, you know, years past, I, I've looked at a tom at 50, 60 yards away, and I'm looking right at him across flat ground and actually had the wind blowing and actually physically see him gobble, and I can't hear a thing. Mm. I mean, even that close. And so, you know, that's that's one thing with our birds is, uh, you know, we don't have the real deep throaty gobbles that a lot of the eastern birds have. And on this flat ground, if you got a lot of wind, and it's blowing at your back towards the turkey, it, it's really hard to hear them sometimes. Yeah, and I can see that being the case as being difficult because it's one thing to see the birds. is another thing, and especially if you're hunting someplace that maybe isn't that flat, to be able to hear them to try to get in on right. those birds. So, I mean, that, that can Absolutely. be huge. Plus, I mean, also for calling. I mean, coming from, you know, someone from, you know, the southeast region of the United States, you know, calling is pretty much our forte to kill birds because, sure. I mean, you're not laying yeah. eyes on them with, on the most part unless for some reason you're hunting some area that's, you know, a big ag culture, which is not, you know, it's very far and few uh, between in the southeast. But uh, sure. so that that definitely I could see being a huge factor in us. But uh, before we actually wrap up this report, I want you to kind of talk a little bit about Nebraska, kind of like what we talked about earlier about, you know, maybe some of the opportunities when it comes to turkey hunting in Nebraska and why that's a good state for someone to maybe do an out-of-state hunt for sure. Sure. Well, the the, uh, the one downfall to Nebraska is we don't have a whole ton of public land, but there is getting to be more and more. Um, you know, our our biggest chunks of public land are in the northwest portion of the state, uh, up around Pine Ridge, uh, which is uh, Shadron, Nebraska, would be the biggest town in that area. But it's it's a unique portion of Nebraska that's actually a big uh, ridge of buttes and bluffs full of ponderosa pines. And so you almost get the the, uh, the feel that you're in the mountains, even though it's not quite mountains. But uh, there, there's a, a, a good population of birds there. Um, and then there's several other uh, national forests in the north-central part of the state that's all public land. And, uh, you know, there is some, some potential walk-in hunting throughout the state. It, it varies from year to year. Um, the Nebraska Game of Parks website actually has a uh, – a map of, of that land and, and as it changes to, to inform the hunters so they know where to go. Uh, but those are very small tracks and, you know, your, your success is limited there. But, but the bird numbers on the public land in, in uh, the forest land that I was telling you about is, is good. Um, you know, so 
the, the, the biggest advice I have for hunters is you don't necessarily have to worry about being the first one there. Um, you know, like I said, our, our population so high late season is actually better. I think for calling, uh, just because it's just so hard to call in the early season. Um, and, and then more importantly, you know, the, uh, the weather's not going to be a factor then. And, you know, you can just have, have more success for birds responding to your, to your calls. But, uh, if you are going to hunt early season, or you go know, this time of year, um, the, the best tip I have, even for hind up birds, you know, with our terrain here, there's a lot of hills and tree lines and creek bottoms. Move in as close as you can to the birds before you set up on them. That, that, that seems to, to work very well for me. Um, you know, if you, if you just try to, you know, do what you typically do and, and just get within, you know, you know, calling sound distance of a bird, it's, it's very hard to pull them away. But if you can get kind of in their comfort zone, you know, I'd say within a hundred yards of the birds, which, which, like I said, our terrain allows you to do that. There's a lot of canyons and tree lines, and and then set up on the birds. You have a lot higher success rate of pulling that bird away from his hands. Oh yeah, and that's awesome, man. And kind of you know wrap up this report. What's a tip you would give to the listeners? That's something you've done year in year out. That's really helped you be successful. Maybe not only in Nebraska, but maybe across the country where you've hunted that uh, maybe we can implement for this season or next season to help us become successful. Well, the, the one thing that, that I do really with all my hunting that, you know, I, I catch a lot of flack from my buddies sometimes that are the, you know, kind of traditional tree stand hunter or ground blind hunter, you know, I mean, even if it's for deer or, or whatever it is, whatever species you're after, I, I my patience level is not very high. And so... I, I've always found just to keep moving, um, and there is times when that'll bite you. Uh, but I feel the more ground you cover, you make up for that uh, with the opportunities of maybe finding a bird that's in the right place at the right time, rather than waiting for a bird and and, and wasting you know hours of the day hoping one will show up or hoping you can you know finally trick a bird to come in and. You know, this is a debate, you know, that's gone on for a long time in turkey hunting, you know, because the second that you move around a bunch, you know, that bird could be there in two minutes after you left, you know. But mm-hmm. my, my advice, and, and again, it's just a personal preference because of my uh, my low tolerance of, of sitting around very long, but uh, I've just always had good success in, in covering ground, um, you know, really using your glass, uh, looking for birds in the right place. And it sounds kind of funny to say that because, you know, in the, in the eastern part of the country, it's pretty hard to do. But, you know, really here in Nebraska, we, we don't hunt a lot of birds until we actually see them, you know, really from the truck. But that's one benefit we have. It's just so wide open here. You know, our birds are out in the open. They're out in pasture lands or farm fields. That They're really not in the woods like they would be, you know, back east. So uh, I've just always covered ground rather than hunting one piece of property and just calling or, or hoping a bird comes in and and you know honestly I, i've done that in florida i mean i've done it in texas i've done it you know in, in mexico you know i mean everywhere i've hunted birds it it, it does work i mean obviously it, like i said it can bite you too but um but i just like the aspect of of trying to make something happen you know rather than waiting for something to happen yeah and i can relate with that just because you know, on a patience level, I guess I'm pretty similar with you. Ever since we went on this mule deer hunt uh, this past October, 
and that different aspect of you know spot and stock hunting has definitely changed my outlook on sitting in a tree stand or sitting oh, calling on a bird. I mean, yeah, and, it, and, and that's what we do here. I mean, we're I mean we have light tails and mule deer both here, but I'm primarily a mule deer hunter, and so that that's all we do. You know, it's it's a spot and stock type of hunt, and you know you grew up doing that ever since you were a little kid. And so then when you transfers into turkey hunting, you've just always done that, and the you know the sitting there just calling. You know, and obviously, I mean, we've sat there and called plenty of birds in, but, but you know, if you have the luxury of having enough birds like we do here in Nebraska, you have the luxury of not having to sit around and wait for them. <laughs> 100%, especially with the terrain y'all have. I mean, it really right. lends you the opportunity to be able to do that and stay mobile and really just get on birds. And, heck, if you, if you screw one up, okay, cool, move on to the next, you know, the, go right. to the next ridge, yeah. and, oh, there's there's a couple, a couple more down yeah. there. Yeah, and there's another flock down the road. Which the cool thing about that is you probably learn a lot quicker of, you know, what not to do and what to do to make that oh, happen. Sure. Uh, just because you have so much more opportunity. The more opportunities you get, no matter what you're doing in life, whether you're hunting, uh, fishing, you know, doing sports or even in work, the more opportunities you get of doing certain things, you know, the better off you're going to be at doing those uh, doing those activities. But uh, with that being said, Dustin, I appreciate you, man, coming on and really giving us a awesome report from Nebraska and again, guys, if anyone's looking to go hunt Nebraska for next season or later this season, dude, go out and do it. I and Andrew are both looking at doing that for next year, man. It looks like a blast and a bunch of different opportunities. But once again, Dustin, I appreciate you coming on and uh, making some time for us this evening. And I hope you have a great rest of your season. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. All right, guys. And next on the line, I have Chandler Holvey from Illinois. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing excellent, man. As we're speaking, I'm looking at the weather and it looks like we have a tornado coming just south of where I'm at in Oklahoma City, man. So I'm having a blast right now. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds crazy, man. Yeah. We, are, we actually have a tornado come earlier this month or where we're at. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy weather going on this time of year. Oh, yeah, for, sh- for sure. But, man, let's jump right back into this uh, strut report. And, uh, you know, just give us a little bit of a run-through, again, of what region of the state of Illinois you live in and also what region you hunt in. Okay, so I, uh, I live about 30 minutes east of st louis on the illinois side i pretty much hunt we got a kaskaskia river bottoms which i hunt it'd be probably if you looked it up it probably be west central illinois that's pretty much where i do most of my hunting along that river down into there all right perfect man now give us a little recap of how your season's been so far and you know the success you were able to have today with your buddy um so yeah so beginning of the year started off pretty rough i mean the weather's been on and off cold hot cold hot up here um had a pretty bad week um in the beginning of the year it was pretty cold birds weren't gobbling much um pretty much had another patterns second season i didn't end up getting one now third season i got um a buddy of mine a bird um they, they started gobbling more and they started breaking off the hen fourth season i got lucky enough to get up on a bird by himself ended up killing him he's a pretty big bird and then um this morning i went out with a buddy of mine he's been hunting all four season now and i have some problems he, he is really not a caller but also decided to come out and help him but went out this morning really didn't hear that many um, for this time of year usually later in the year i'll hear him gobble usually off the roofs and then they'll, they'll kind of quiet down throughout the day but they uh they really didn't gobble much it was a little windy but usually we knew where they were at but they didn't gobble much and they flew down went the other way so we went to about eight o'clock i had one gobble and uh he comes strutting and running probably 100 he came 150 yards across the cow pasture and came right into about 30 yards and 
my buddy shot it. It's pretty big bird. So that's awesome, man. And was that his first bird? You said. Yeah, that was his first bird. It uh, it weighed uh, I think like twenty three pounds. Had an inch and a quarter of bird and had about nine and a half inch beard. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's always great to see, uh, you know, hunters like that, whether they're new or not, to actually hunting but having success uh, while turkey hunting. I mean, that's that's always great, man. But, you know, what's some of that – I mean, you talked a little bit about the activity or you talked a little bit about what you've been seeing lately. But, you know, what's that activity been this last week or so in the areas you've been hunting and also kind of what you've been seeing and hearing from other guys? Yeah, we, uh, I've been going around talking to a few guys, been scouting out. Uh, I got a buddy that farms some of the ground that I hunt on, and I've noticed that the uh, the hens around here, most of them are bred. There's a few that probably aren't, but uh, the gobblers right now, uh, I've been seeing they've been roosting together. Uh, it's very rare to be seeing uh, gobblers around here by themselves this time of year, which usually it's quite opposite, usually by themselves, but I've been seeing a lot of gobblers with jakes, and um, I really haven't seen that many hens with them. I, know I went out Sunday, and we I hunted with a gentleman, uh, older gentleman, and we went to his ground, and we had four gobblers come down, and they had five hens. But, I mean, as soon as the hens landed, they started spreading out. They didn't stay with the gobblers. Um, I think only one hen stayed with the gobblers all morning, and the other ones spread out. So I think they went their nest. But uh, I went mushroom hunting this week, and I've jumped two hens, I think, I've seen get off their nest and go right back. So, I mean, they're, they're running on eggs, and I think the birds are really, if you can get a gobbler by himself, I mean, I think you really got a good crack right this time of the year. Oh, yeah. Well, another thing, you know, has the weather at all lately been affecting the birds in a positive or negative way at all? Um, I would say in the beginning of the year it was a negative kind of uh, way the weather affected them. Like I said uh, in the earlier podcast, uh, you know, you have to be on the food source or you'd have to be, you know, where they want to go now. It's more, uh, if you can get down where you know where the birds are at and you get one to gobble, uh, it probably say the weather's helping out i mean this morning it was 60 degrees at seven o'clock so i mean it, it hasn't been like that all year so i mean usually when you get weather like this it's nice and the birds usually gobble more and more vocal and i like it i like it when it gets about 60 70 because especially especially where i hunt there's a lot of timber and they like to be in them draws and they get really vocal especially when it's sunny and warm so oh yeah well another thing you know to kind of wrap up this report what is something that you would leave as a tip to the listeners and myself that you know has really helped you out this season and also you know past seasons that you know maybe we can implement to maybe help us become more successful either this year or for this following season yeah i would say the tip that i would give um with turkey and i've actually did this today is uh you know we got that bird to gobble uh, i've been trying to do something different this year and i think as i have been using decoys um every time i sit because a lot of times them birds will hang up and they won't they won't finish or they'll see the decoy and I'd like the bird to come to them. So what I'll do is um, I'll set up on a bird and if I know he's coming through, I'll tend to just call. You know, when I see him, the only time I'll call is when he can't see where I'm calling from because I'll wait till he gets behind like a big oak or something and I'll call and I'll start raking the leaves and all that. And, you know, the three birds we shot have all been because they want to come looking for that hen and they don't hang up and stay there and, you know, stay in the strut zone and they don't want to break it. Now, They'll come and look for him, and that's what that one did today. He came all the way up the ridge, and we were sitting on top, and he just happened to meet a number six load. So, you know. Oh, no, that's awesome, that's man. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, once again, uh, Chandler, I really appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, representing the state of Illinois in this report. I hope you have a great rest of your season. If, um, well, first of all, how much longer do y'all have on y'all season right now? 
Oh, we got so this season is the last season. It starts actually uh, in South Zone of Illinois. Uh, it starts tomorrow and it runs to I want to say probably I think it runs to next Friday. Okay. And then um, the North Zone I think is open like three more days longer. So about May tenth, May tenth and May twelfth is the last day in Illinois down in Turkey. All right, man. We're getting very close. Uh, Very much so. So I I hope you have a great rest of your season, man. I know you don't have much left, but Alabama just closed up, and uh, hopefully I'm going to be able to go hunting Ohio uh, this upcoming week, man. But I hope you have some success this last season. You and Buddy can go out and have some fun. And, uh, again, I appreciate you coming on, man. I hope you have a great evening. Oh, no problem. Anytime. All right, guys. And that is a wrap for this week's episode of The Strut Report. Appreciate everyone for tuning in for this week. I hope you all got a lot out of it. Uh, especially for looking at going hunting out west in Nebraska or something like that. I mean, that's definitely something that's piqued mine and Andrew's interest, especially in the past, and we'll definitely be doing that sometime either this next year or in the following years. But, guys, I'd like to appreciate uh, everyone that, you know, got in for the big giveaway we had with Apex Ammunition and Indian Creek Choke Tubes. And I appreciate those companies for being a part of that. But uh, we had great response from that, guys. And our winner that we were able to pick, congratulations to Jonathan Gatewood uh, for winning that uh, prize package. Uh, we'll be sending that out to him relatively soon uh, so he can get his stuff, uh, whether it's for this season or if he wants to get set up for next season. But, man, that was an awesome giveaway. And we actually have something else coming down the pipe relatively soon, guys. So stay tuned for our next giveaway that we're going to be doing. But uh, another thing, guys, if y'all really enjoy what we've been producing lately, please go on to our Facebook page or on iTunes and give us a five-star review, guys. If y'all really enjoy this, please just give us a five-star review and let us know, you know what you really enjoy about this podcast. And we really appreciate that, guys. Once again, guys, I appreciate y'all tuning in, and I hope y'all have a blessed weekend and have a great rest of your season if your season's still in. All right, guys, we're starting to get kind of close to summer here. And you know what my favorite part about summer is? The Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard us talk about it a lot last year, and we actually got to meet a lot of you guys at that expo. We're excited to announce we're going to be there again. This time it's going to be in Dalton, Georgia, June 28th through June 30th. We are going to be there all three days. We're going to have a bunch of past podcast guests there. We're going to have a booth where you can come by and grab some merchandise. And I'm sure we're going to be recording all kinds of podcasts there. If you're unfamiliar, the Mobile Hunters Expo is the place you need to be if you are the kind of hunter that listens to this podcast this show was literally made for you it is an excellent group of people that are going to be there a lot of whitetail killers from around the southeast are going to be there you're going to get to talk to them shake their hand learn from them in person make some connections and guys we get a lot of questions about hey which saddle should i get which tree stand should i get what about this piece of gear what about that piece of gear How do I meet other hunters who want to hunt the same way that I do? You know, finding a good hunting buddy. The Mobile Hunters Expo is a place for all of that. So you guys don't miss it. June 28th through the 30th, Dalton, Georgia. We'll see you there.